Welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. I am your host, Justin Bash, and another fun conversation in store today on episode 210 as three-time NCAA champion Carter Storacci is back on the show to talk about his fourth and upcoming final collegiate season as his quest for his fourth title commences. And we're going to talk about the Olympic trials coming up, the freestyle season, and everything in between. Before we dive in, this show is brought to you by our friends at Attack, A-T-A-C, Attack, where video game stats meets real-life training. Built by wrestlers for wrestlers, it is our go-to app recommendation for training and leveling up, especially as the wrestling season here gets underway across the country. Do you know your attack rating? You can find yours out today and put in the work to get closer to your goals. Download the attack app on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. And be sure to follow them on social. It's ATAC.app. And you can see firsthand how much fun athletes across the country are having with this great app, including the success it's having in football. One final note here before we dive in. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rockfin, wherever you watch or wherever you listen. And hey, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, that never hurt anyone. All right, let's dive in. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do? What Bashomania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back. Bashmania 210, Carter Storacci back on the show. How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. We've been talking about doing this since the day you won your third title. And then, <laughs> you know, there was so many things between decisions. You didn't know what you wanted to do yet. I had a second kid and then it was a long summer. Now it seems like you've made some decisions. So this was the best time to get everybody caught up heading into the college season gearing up for the freestyle season so we're going to talk about it all let we got to go back to winning your third title because you know for the last six seven months that's such a topic where it's like carter is now a three-time champ and i remember that night it's like in that penn state room that's almost becoming more of a common accolade where it's like you look at the guys that have gone before you and your teammates and guys that are still training there, like three-time champ isn't something that, I don't wanna say you're not satisfied with, but you can tell there's a hunger for more because the guys who have come before you have set the stage like, oh no, this is possible, don't worry about that. For you, how much did that play into winning your third title where it's like, okay, I'm a three-time champ, but like, this is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, I never really had a goal or a mindset or a thought process on Oh, like I'm a three-time champ or just even coming into college, I wanted to win three. It was for me, I always wanted to, um, I guess you can say win four. Um, but for me, it's not even about the fourth national title or, or anything like that. Like I just, I genuinely enjoy the sport. Um, I love wrestling. Like I'll get it going outside. Um, so it's, it's not the trophies that I really care about. It's just, it's getting better every single day and perfecting my craft. And that's, that's kind of what, I enjoy and I feel like it's the guys that come before me I mean obviously they paved the way and um our coaches obviously too I mean just having those guys around and in the room and it's picking their brains and getting their advice I mean it kind of makes things a lot easier but um all those things are still external forces you know so I feel like you can get the job done anywhere even if if the road wasn't paving so it's um it's universe rewards a guy that it, it goes and gets it does it help when you don't have to focus so much where it's like, you know, I'm always fascinated by the Penn State room in the sense of you guys all blend in as far as your accolades go, where it's like you can focus on having fun and you can focus on, you know, being an elite company. For you, I know a big thing last year was you made it a point that you've avenged your only two losses. And that was very important to you. We were talking before the show about when you chirp and you know i love it because you back it up and i know like this past season there's those moments you can tell it's not just the title like you said it's being the best one example is your match with donnell washington 
I remember texting Chenzo the night before. I saw your post. And like one of them was like you on a couch, just looking at the phone, like give me the mat, like let's start this match. <laughs> For you, how important are those individual, I don't know if they're milestones or goals, but like they are that, you know, whether it's a pin in the NCAA finals, whether it's avenging a loss, like it's those little things along the way for you that seem to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, I just enjoy the whole process. And for me, um, I'm undefeated. I mean, I don't have any losses because when you, when you break down the numbers, I, um, I got those two guys back more than once. So I'm up on the scoreboard. And, and so for me, that's, that's a win in my column. So it's not just even I, I up to Annie too. So, um, and those matches are important too, especially the um, that Indiana twerp. Um, after <laughs> after that first match, I mean, through that whole season, I'll see him like at Big Tens or other matches, and he's just always looking at me, and like he's just like he's doing these weird gestures. I'm like, bro, like you're constantly in the losers bracket, like you know what I mean. And then, and, and so finally, um, he just thought he was hard, and like he and like and he knew he wasn't. So actually, after that season. Yeah, I, th I think it's around Thanksgiving break. I'm at home, and and my dad shoots me a text. He's at work, and he was like, "Yo, that kid's at 184 now," and I was like, "No way!" Da da da. Like, so then I was like, "It's find out for sure and let me know." So then he sends me a screenshot of like, of some Twitter page of like of the results. And I'm like, "No way!" And so then like <laughs> I go on the page, like I'm trying to find things, and then I see some results at 184. So then immediately I call Aaron Brooks. I'm like, "Yo, bro." I'm like, we wrestled these dudes on January 5th. I was like, um, is that came up to 184. Are you cool with me going up to 184? So <laughs> and Aaron was all fired up because he knows me. So he was like, dude, let's go. He was like, let's go get him. And so then I'm I'm all fired up. I'm like, I'm about to take him out and all this stuff. And then I talked to the coaches about it as it gets closer. And they weren't and they weren't rocking with that game plan. They were just kind of <laughs> They wanted me to stay focused on on my task at hand, and like I understand where they're coming from, but I'm like, coach, I'm like, I know dang well if this was you, you would want to go get that dude. And he was like, yeah, I know this, this, and this. And then <laughs> I just kept bugging, bugging him, bugging him, and um, and they weren't rocking with it. So I was like, it is what it is. But it was for me in my head. If it wasn't gonna happen on the wrestling mat, I was gonna catch him outside or or something like that. I was gonna get that one back eventually. Kind of high rockets. It's not about the sport of wrestling for me. I'm just I'm just competitive and um, just it's that top dogs um mentality. We're we're gonna get into your competitiveness and we're gonna talk a little MMA in a minute. Um, you know when you do so, you've avenged the only losses. You've won three titles. And you had said last year, and even when I talked to you well after NCAAs, you didn't know if you were going to come back and wrestle this year, if you were going to redshirt. You know, a lot of the Penn State fans, literally the second you and Aaron won, were saying, you know, Carter can be a five-timer. Carter can be a five-timer. There was no question in, in many fans' minds that not only were you going to wrestle this year, you were going to potentially wrestle the next two. What went into the decision to decide to wrestle this year? Yeah, so it was for me, I mean, it, it was a hard decision just because now at this point, I kind of just want to hone in and focus on, on my other goals um, with the Olympics and the UFC and stuff like that. And But I just I just realized that how much, how much Penn State has done for me with the coaches, the team, our fans, our, our support system. There's the people backside, like – it's backstage that you guys will never see that. Just help us out. And and being in State College, it, it kind of just makes everything so easy and just a huge support system. And and so I was thinking about, you know, I can't just make this decision all about me because if it was all about me and what I wanted to do, I probably would have left and, and things like that. But um, I owe Penn State um, their, four, their first four-time national champion and in bringing our team title back to State College and um, – and just to leave the same way we came in, you know, just it's purely dominant and things like that. So I kind of made this decision more so for it's the Penn State community and the fans and, and give them one more good um, one more good title and things like that. And, and there are other variables going along, too, with this decision, too, with um, me wanting to leave with the Olympics and my weight class going to 74 kilograms and things like that. So um, there are a lot of other factors that were going into that decision. And for me, um, 
I don't know. I just I, I get excited and I'm like easily motivated. So like anything gets me up. So I mean I'm ready to go at all the time. I think if I remember correctly, I've posted a lot of content the last year. I want to say you were in the Penn State room like the night after NCAA. It's like that night you got got home from State College, and you were right back in that room. And it didn't surprise anybody. Everybody's like, this dude's competitive. And you kind of answered it. But my next question would be, how do you stay hungry for that fourth? And a lot of it, it sounds like you're, a lot of your motivation is your teammates and not just doing this for yourself, but, you know, for the community, for the fans, for your teammates, for all that. Yeah. Um, actually, so when our plane landed in State College and then we took the bus over to um, – our wrestling facility and then as soon as we got into our facility we're all packing our like we're, we're all unpacking our bags and everyone's having a good time and everyone's about to go home and things like that and i'm just unloading my bag i'm thinking like this is not it like this is not what i want <laughs> and, um, i just see like and our team is the best team in the world by by a landslide so it's not even close so just even seeing those guys just and all those guys work hard and i, and I, I think taking like how, how they react is good too. But I'm just like, you know, if you want to be the best, you can't follow everybody else. And so I'm like, dude, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else than it's training and competing. So I wouldn't want to be in Vegas at a, at a pool party or hang with a bunch of chicks or, or doing whatever. Like it's for me, I want to be, I want to be in that foxhole. that's getting after it. So I just stay hungry for more. And, and I don't, I don't really think about just three, three um three titles or four titles or five titles or anything like that just because that's not the big goal you know like if for me winning ncas is not that hard and um so and that's not the peak of the sport so why would i set my goal on something that's not the peak of the sport so this is just kind of something that's has been taken care of along the way and um just having that just having the eye of the tiger you know it's just like if you wake up with a, um if you go to bed on a win and you wake up with a loss, you know, you feel comfortable. Now I won one. I won my third one. I can go home. I can slack on the diet and things like that. But for me, I just carry on. I stay focused. And and what's funny for me is everyone asks me, oh, like, you have a big target on your back now. Everyone wants to stop you. Like, look at look at this guy. There's a target. Everyone's coming. I'm like, dude, I don't know who you're talking to. Like, I'm, I'm coming for every single one of these dudes. So <laughs> I'm the hunter, you know. So and. And there's all these guys saying all oh, this, this, and this. I'm like, dude, it's tell them fall in line with everybody else, and they'll get their ass whooped when it's their turn. So um, it makes no difference. It's funny because it kind of leads me to my next segue, where it's like there is a target on your back, where it's like, you know, we saw it last year. Spencer Lee, number one pound-for-pound pound guy, goes down in the biggest upset in college wrestling history. And now here you are going into your senior year, number one pound-for-pound pound guy in the country. And it sounds like you're not too focused with the target being on your back. You're you're more focused on everybody else at that weight. Yeah, I mean, I'm focused on everybody at at every weight, you know. So I I eye all those dudes up. I'm not here to make friends and and um and dab people up and things like that. So, and I'm not Spencer Lee. I'm I'm Carter Starachi. So this is this is my show. This is this is my time, and um, I just take it all. All that one go, you know. I'm not a guy that's gonna sit back and miss matches and and do things like that. When when it's time to go to war, I show up and I show out. And um, that's just kind of the, I think that's the mentality that you kind of have to have. And I was just that's how my family is too. You know, they're ready to. You think I'm I'm in the battlefield like it's my dad and brother, my mom. I mean, if someone gives them a wrong look in the stands, I mean, they're ready to get after it too. So that's just kind of how we roll. And um, we just take care of those things and. I don't know. I think it's great athletes. They perform better under pressure. So it's put more pressure, put more targets on my back. You know, if you want to, it don't matter. I mean, have the whole NCAA division coming after me and I'll take them out. So I'm here to see that. I, I like that. Put that on an LWC Rockman card. That'd be great. Um, so, you know, one thing that, that's interesting is you didn't just announce you're coming back. You announced you're coming back for this year only. And it's funny, the, the mixed reaction, because like we've already talked about, you win this year, you could come back and become a fifth timer. And already people are saying like, well, you know, he might think that now, but just wait, whether it's NIL, whether it's anything else. So I do think, number one, there is a lot to be said where college athletics nowadays with NIL and how it plays into decisions and all of a sudden, if you got some big offer, whatever the case may be, how, how, like, 
I'm assuming you've had this talk with the coaches and everybody else important in your life where it's like, no, this is it. Like I've got goals for the Olympics in Paris 2024 and then it's MMA time. Yeah. I mean, it's money talks, obviously. I mean, um, but for me, I never really started this sport. It's for money and, and things like that. Like just, I just purely love the sport again. And for me, I just don't like going to class. I mean, I just can't. I just, I'm just not. <laughs> That's what I don't get about these like fifth and sixth years. It's like, come yeah, it's, on. It's, it's a little too much. And, and for me too, I mean, I'm, I want more competition. You know, I want guys from Iran and Russia, like on a regular basis that are more committed. You know, a lot of the college guys are just doing it because they're on scholarship and they're, and they're, um, and they're using that to save money to help get a job one day. And so these guys are kind of half committed and they're pardoned all the time. But when you have guys that, are doing this to feed their kids and things like that. It brings a different intensity, and that's 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 the intensity I bring, and and so that's kind of what I set myself after. But again, I mean, it's money always talks. Um, you can't take your girlfriend on a date for free, so I mean, NIL has changed. NIL has changed the game in in huge ways, and um and that's something that Penn State's doing a great thing. But again, um, that's how, especially when when you're on top and you let those things kind of infiltrate your decisions or your thought processes. And then on Monday, maybe you're getting out of practice early because you have to go sign this deal or, or do this ad for this company. And for me, it's, it's my training and, and being number one is always number one priority and everything else takes second. So I'll never let um, any of those kind of mindset thoughts or NIL come in the way of, of my training. And, you know, I do love Bo Nickel was on here a number of times, but one of the times we were talking about NIL and we had said that, like, listen, NIL probably isn't going to change your life from a money standpoint. But I think a couple things. One, it's great that you can make some money in college. I think that's awesome. But number two, I also think, especially for somebody like you, it's great experience. Because I, I've already seen, I saw the, um, the pause for a cause video you did with the Hyundai dealership. I thought that was great. And I think that especially for you, that's great for the next level. You start seeing these sponsors that see how well you can not only focus on sport, but also deliver for brand deals, especially as you head to that next level in MMA. I don't think enough is being said about how NIL is preparing people for the real world from delivering on brand deals to how well you can talk in front of a camera. It's not just about collecting the bag. And it seems like for you, any NIL or brand deals you're taking on right now are not just about the money but about getting familiar with the experience and kind of training yourself for that next step where you go to the UFC and a lot of, you know, yes, if you become the best in the world, there's, there's money behind there. But there's a lot. You look at Bo and the number of things he's doing and what other fighters are doing to also make money. NIL is a great experience and prep for that. For you, what has your NIL experience been like this past year or so? Yeah, 100%. NIL has been an amazing opportunity. And for me, I kind of like, like I said, I, I kind of even don't get back to a lot of companies or I kind of turn down a lot just because um, I don't align with the vision and things like that. So for me, I want to get in, in, in communication with the guy that's like, that's owning the business and things like that. Just so like, it's not just um, maybe if I see the vision, it's something that can work past it's NIL and even into my pro career and things like that, just to keep that long, that longevity, just because it's for me, I think college kind of hold, um, hold me back in a way just because NCA kind of owns a lot of the rights and things yeah. like that. So you're, so you're kind of boggled down into a lot of things, but just even working with companies and, and getting in those rooms and having those meetings and, and making those connections. I mean, it's setting you up for um, life after wrestling because at some point, you know, um, you're not going to be an athlete forever. And, and two, and I think you can take NIL as far as you want to take it, you know, and mm -hmm. I think some of the, I think some of the athletes that are making the most money in college through NIL aren't even, aren't even the best athletes, you know, and maybe yeah. they're just really good at marketing themselves or they just have like um, a good superstar effect and things like that. So I'm not in this for fame or anything like that. I'm, I'm here to be the best. And I just think when you, when you understand your role and like I'm competitive too. So when I had that, when I had that commercial for that car dealership, um, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching acting videos on like, <laughs> like how to walk and things like that. So, and yeah. then I see the commercial, everyone sending it to me and things like that. And it was pretty good, but I'm like, damn, 
I could have done a little better and things like that. So <laughs> it's 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 really cool, and I, I think it just helps you prepare for um for the avenue and making money because, like in wrestling, there's it's there's sharks in the business world too, you know, yeah, and percent. Um, so it's it's good to get your feet in there as well. You know, we talk about Bo, and I, and I gotta you know mention him. You said in an interview after NCAA's how he's he he's making it just look easy. Or maybe you said it just MMA is easier than wrestling. I think you've said both things. For you, seeing somebody like Bo having his way with his opponents, how much does that motivate you for what you can do in the MMA world? I know you said, you know, from a wrestling, you love the sport of wrestling. You want to compete with the best in the world, Iranians, Russians, and all that. But you also want to compete with everybody around the world in MMA too. How much does seeing Bo and his success and and not just like seeing it from a fan standpoint where you see it on TV. You're in the room. You're seeing his success and you're seeing his training. How much does that kind of weigh into the hunger for you to have success in MMA and move to MMA? Yeah. Um I wouldn't say it motivates me at all because um I'm self I'm self-driven and and things like that and I'm I think motivation dies so like when you yeah. see like it's low or like when your athlete comes oh I'm I'm real motivated I'm going to I'm going to do this and then when you're cutting weight or and something hard comes along the way then that kind of motivation dies so I mean I'm I'm just disciplined and I'm focused and I'm clear on what I want and so just it's just that alone I mean I'm I'm going to take this train all the way past the top but obviously it's seeing Bo do his things and um it's taking those guys out one by one. I mean, it's 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 a blast to see because I, I remember when me and Bo, we had the boxing gloves on. It was my freshman year, and we were in the parking lot just it's working on our hands <laughs> and stuff like that. We are just getting it going. And he was still wrestling at the time, and um, our skills were probably, like, a lot worse than they are now, obviously. But I, I have some videos on my phone. I'm like, wow, we were pretty bad. But, well, you um, got to post those. <laughs> yeah. Bad or not, those got to make it to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's it's a blast seeing Bo do his thing. And um, actually, this past summer, I mean, I took all my time because I was off the wrestling mat all summer. So, um, and so I I traveled all over the all over the country, and I was doing MMA training, and I learned a lot. I'm just like, you know, I train with some of the like high level guys. I'm just like, I don't know. Like just how they train and, and their attitude yeah. and how they approach is just they don't they don't take that seriousness and things like that and it's just a different ball game when when this is your life you know and um once you once you make a decision I, I make a decision everything I do in my life has to be aimed towards that goal and if, and if it's not then I kind of just don't take part in that and um and I just like in the MMA world they kind of have like a different I don't know it's just like it just the vibe is different you know what I mean and mm -hmm. and everyone's just approaches it not in a, um, a professional manner yeah you mentioned you mentioned the answer to this question but we didn't really expound on it because we we're talking about something else but olympic weight it sounds like you're you're pot committed to 74 yeah are you going to be doing any freestyle wrestling through the collegiate season or is the focus you know for now just focus on folk style focus on collegiate wrestling and then after after march focus on freestyle yeah, so that, so that's kind of the thing too. Um, is like on my decision on not wanting to wrestle too, because like for me, I focus on what's in front of me, you know. So I'm not when everyone keeps talking about five. I'm like I'm not even doing five. I'm I'm doing four and 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 things like that. So it's just like even if I were to come back for five, right? Like I, I'm still not thinking about that. I'm I'm still thinking about what's in front of me and our first matches in, in Bethlehem PA at that, at that journeyman classic. And that's in like in two weeks. And that's what I'm focused on, you know? And, and um, so I'm not really even focused on too much after that right now. You know, I, I have my, I have my thoughts on, on UFC and the Olympics and things like that. But for me um, now that I decided to come back, my focus on on November twelfth, it's Journeyman Classic, and then so obviously I'm gonna be doing folk style, and then once folk style ends, I'm, I'm I'll transition over to freestyle, and I just think it's the same, you know. I mean, obviously it's a little different, and there's other um, there's other tactics in freestyle and folk style, but um, at the end of the day, it's 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 pretty similar, you know, and and you can get ready too, and I, and I feel like it's getting ready for the it's the college season and, and having those matches more consistently. I think that prepares you for um, anything honestly yeah um in two weeks 
Sorry, I thought somebody was pulling in my driveway. I got like confused for a minute. I was about to go full Carter on him. In, in, <laughs> in two weeks, you wrestle in Bethlehem, but then in like three, four weeks, you're wrestling at the All-Star Classic. And a birdie told me that you are not going to compete in the All-Star Classic. Said no initially, decided to compete. What went into that? Yeah, so when I originally said yeah to it last year, they called me like months before the season started. And um, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Like I'm all about wrestling. And so then once it gets closer to the matches, I realized that um, that the all-star match was in place of what, of one of our tournaments. And so I couldn't go with our team to one of our tournaments cause I was doing the all-star match. And that kind of, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause I just, I was just kind of bummed out that I wasn't there with my team and things like that because I don't like missing out on things like that. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, and then this year I'm like, no, like um, I want to stay focused on our team stuff. And then because – and that's one of the things too with I think with Flow Wrestling or just even growing the sport of wrestling. I don't, I don't know why you would put an all-star match in the middle of a season where it's pulling guys away from their team to um, its wrestle at an event. And so I'm like, and I, I even told Flo, I'm like, if you guys are so focused on growing the sport and, and things like that, why don't you have this either before season or or put it where guys aren't missing its competitions, you know? Yeah. And so I said no just because I wasn't interested um, in doing the event. And then um, and then they announced it was going to be in State College. So I'm like, damn, you know? So then I'm still <laughs> like, ah, I don't know. And then, so I was like, no, I'm not doing it because I wasn't thinking too much about it. And I, I was focused on doing the um, it's Army Invitational Tournament where we're going. And then I'm just like, you know what? It's it's hard to commit to a no when you have two guys coming into your hometown and your dojo and they're about to get after. I'm like, I'm a born killer and it's in me. So I'm just like, there's no one coming to my town and and about to win, you know? So I'm going to I'm gonna protect this land and um and and get that one back. So I'm not letting guys come over here and, and um and think they're about to compete. I mean, and I don't even think this is for a number one like spot, but it's just like it's supposed to be an event for the its top guys in the country. So um I'll handle Well that. that's what it's funny watching some of the fans. Like, you know, the matches came out just literally two or three days ago and Kirk's wrestling at heavyweight, Brooks is wrestling at ninety seven, Bernie's wrestling at eighty four, you're wrestling at seventy four, Levi Haynes is wrestling fifty seven, and Shane Van Ness is wrestling at forty nine. So you guys are in six out of the 10 of the men's matches. And it's like, you know, some people, some people are complaining. I think, like, some, guys, I think some guys turned some spots down too. Yeah. And, and somebody had said, you know, watching the reaction, it's like, well, this is more of a Penn state duel, but look at the, if you look at the rankings of the Penn state guys, Kirk one, Brooks one, Bernie two, Carter one, Levi one, Shane two. If you want the all-stars, you have to include Penn State. And when you guys are six out of the 10 matches and it's in-state college, I got to imagine that becomes almost like kind of like a dual meet setting where you're with your boys. You mentioned the yeah. camaraderie and fellowship that you didn't want to miss. And now it's like you guys are so good when there's a conversation around an all-star duel. <laughs> six out of the 10 feature Penn State guys. And like you said, that's not just all the invites. Sure, there are more invites. <laughs> so what does it feel like that where it's like, you know, now Penn State's growing so much that even in a situation like this where it's like an all-star dual meet of just the best of the best and you guys are in six out of the 10 matches. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool. And I mean, it's even more special just um, it's being it's being teammates with these guys, you know, just it's watching these guys and how hard they work and how focused they are. I mean, it's a joy just to be a part of this team. And it's it's one of those numbers, too, when you first come in and, and your teammates and then it's some guys graduate, it's Nick Lee leaves, it's Roman leaves, Max Dean leaves. And you're like, dang, like, I don't know how we're going to get better than those teams. And then <laughs> you have a team like this and it just keeps getting better. And I'm just like, dang. And it's just it, – it's kind of hard for it to make sense. And um, so I'm just I'm just grateful just to be on the team with these guys and, and being able to learn and, and compete with these guys. And I think we had actually eight guys that were supposed to wrestle on it, but it was two of them 
I think Bartlett and Nagal, they both turned it down for, for whatever the reasons are. And, and things well, Bartlett's like got to make content with his fiance. We know the yeah. answer for that one. <laughs> he's, he's doing backflip somewhere. So yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's married and all, or he's getting married and all that stuff. So he's, he's a crazy man. I don't know what's going on in his head, but if, um, if, if Flo wants Bo to compete, they should have had a backflip competition. He would not have <laughs> said, he would not yeah, have said no the, to that. Yeah. And so, it's funny. I mean, it's, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's funny seeing, you know, not just like the All-Star Classic now in State College, even, you know, looking to the Olympic trials again in State College. It's like you have all these big moments right in State College. I agree with you as like a Penn State fan. You know, we've talked about like my fandom where it's like Cal became a client. So I became a Penn State fan because I had no affiliation. And it was like the greatest time ever to become a Penn State fan. And there's constantly that like. There's that fear of a lull. Like, man, Bo's graduating, Taylor's graduating, Zane's graduating, Null's graduating. How are they going to top this? And then it's like, okay, here you go. Brooks, a three-timer, Carter, a three-timer. You know, so it's crazy, man. First, I'm I'm sure there's already a – I know you're not – you're focused on what's ahead of you. You've made that clear. But it does have to feel cool in the back of your head knowing that the, the Olympic trials run through State College. Oh, 100%. I mean, it just makes it that much more better. You know, you um, you get to wake up in your own bed and and hop over and go compete too. And I love State College. I mean, I know it's um it's not the biggest of towns or anything like that, but I mean, it's to me, it's it's everything. You know, it's the, it's the only place I would want to be. And just our fans and our, our support here too, it just, it makes it that much more enjoyable, you know. And I'm from Pennsylvania too, so all my family's near around, so they get to come down and, um, and support me too. So that's, that makes it even that much more special, you know, and just, I think the more events we can get in state college, I mean, I think the better. And, and that's only going to want, it's the best guys to go compete there because again, it's the best guys are, are living in state college. And so those are two events that um are going to be exciting. But again, um, you know, those aren't the big ones. It's, it's the NCAA tournament and it's the Olympic games. And obviously it's one of them is, is to get to the Olympic games. So, I mean, it's just, it's all fun. I'm excited. I mean, Every single year, I love competing. I'm excited, but I'm just like, I'm really excited this year. And, and it's just, it's going to be a great year. And um, I just can't wait. I mean, I can't can't do enough talking. I'm, I'm ready to go out there. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so excited for the timing of this because I, I, can, I can feel that itch for like, you know, the, the state college room. It's like, you know, I heard Taylor talking about how, you know, he's, he's probably not competing in, until the Olympic trials because he can wrestle the best guys in the world right in state college, right in the room. And I got to imagine that's both a blessing, not a blessing and a curse, like, but you do kind of look at it from both ways where it's like you are wrestling the best of the best in state college. And it's like, there's a shot that you make the finals of the Olympic trials and it's against an NLWC opponent. And not just at your weight, you're talking 86, you're talking other weight, 65, like, other weights can be NLWC versus NLWC. What's that like where it's like, man, that's a balance of like iron sharpens iron, but also there's an element of like wrestling is such an individual sport as much as anything else. And it's like, yeah, these are your teammates. And yeah, you want to train with these guys. But at the end of the day, you're the one who wants to make the team and, and make it to the Olympics and win that gold. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it is, um, it is a little like, there's a little gray area for sure within that, but I think I think it's figuring that out and and navigating through that just comes with its maturity and things yep. like that because ultimately it is a blessing. You know, you wouldn't want to be wrestling with any other guys that are any worse. You know, like you want to it's work on your skills and then it gets to a point where you're competing with guys whether you either achieve your dreams or you don't. And so I just think again. Um, you kind of have to approach it with, you know, it's business, it's business. When it's on the map, but then afterwards, you know, may the best man win. And then after that, it really shouldn't change anything. And and some other people may have other thoughts on that or or go about it in, in a different way. But that's just kind of my mentality. And um, it's business, is business. So when, when we're out there, there are no friends, there are no teammates. And then afterwards, um, then it's a little different. But, I mean, again, I mean, it's pretty cool. And it gets a little weird for sure when it gets closer to the time. So like, yeah. 
And when we're about like a week or two out, I mean, it's guys start separating from each other a little bit. And, um, and so it definitely gets a little weird and I've seen it happen firsthand. So it's just, it is what it is. And I, and I think our coaches do a good job at, um, at, at operating through that. And, you know, if you're not winning, they're going to bring someone else and that's going to win. So it's just, um, you gotta, you gotta take care of what's going on. Speaking of teammates, you're, you're in such an interesting part of college wrestling history because state college isn't just like the center of wrestling in the world. It's also the center of wrestling in college and being a part of this new, like kind of transfer portal era where you see what's happening in all sports. Look at Colorado, what Deion Sanders is doing there where he's, you know, creating such an amazing squad of guys. And similarly in wrestling, you're seeing it where the top programs in the country can fill holes and whether it's coaches wanting to, or just wrestlers wanting to go and say, Hey, I want to go there. They're the best in the country. They're the best in the world. I want to go compete there. What's it like when you see these guys come in, whether it's Nagao, Bernie, I know these are good guys, so I'm sure it's not too hard, but what is it like when these guys come in and, you know, before you were looking them in a different singlet, in a different warm up, in a different country, in a different, um, and like a competitor team. And now instantly they're a teammate. What's that balance like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty unique. I mean, even with the Max Dean situation, when uh, he kind of came in and he kind of just fit right in, and yeah. um, I think that stuff's cool. You know, I don't think like the NCA or like these organizations should have control over over where guys where they want to go. And then obviously, I mean, um, it kind of promotes, I guess, a form of just like a lack of commitment towards one. But I think that's just on the individual. You know, like I, I'm not a guy that wants to it's bounce around. So for me. I would rather take longer on a decision to make sure hopefully I can I can see it through and um, and make sure it's going to work out for the long run. But, I mean, things happen. People change. I mean, it's your heart can change a little bit. So I feel like it's 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 an amazing thing, you know, and I couldn't I could not imagine being uh, it's not teammates with guys like Max Dean, Aaron Nagal and things like that, just because you learn so much and then you grow. Um, a relationship with these guys, too. So I, I think it's I think it's very important and I, I think it's something that helps help sports out like overall and in a whole. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough said about the athletes desire to go to a team where it's like, yeah, you can have all the conversations you want about loyalty and staying put and this and that. And at the same time, it's like, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with the perspective or what a coach is like and what the relationship is like and what somebody's situation is like, you know, you hear NIL and transfer portal in the same sentence is like, Oh, they just went because that coach offered a bag. And yeah, that definitely happens in, in college athletics, no doubt. But a lot of times there's just a genuine desire to go and be better and looking for, you know, change of senior where you see it on the senior level with Gilman, with Snyder saying, I want to level up. I'm going to state college. I want to join the NWC and see if that makes a difference. I, I think people, you know, they frown upon it on the college athletics world. But I, I think it's more of a, a way of the future. And I, I think it's cool. I like it. Somebody wants out, yeah. let them out. Somebody wants to go yeah. somewhere, let them go. 100%. And, and too, and, and I feel like if it's not like that and someone wants out and you kind of keep them there, I just kind of feel like that's just going to – it's it's not going to work out in the long run, you know, because that person doesn't even want to be there in the first place now. And then now you feel some kind of way because you know he doesn't want to be there now. So I just think if, if someone wants to go, it, it's let them go. And almost any sport, like – on the professional scene, you know, it's guys can leave. And I mean, obviously there's, there's contracts and things like that involved, but I think for the most part, it's guys get traded around all the time and things like that. And obviously, ideally, I don't think anyone wants to like leave where they originally chose, you know, but I think things happen. And um, I think it's, I think it's unique. And I think it's, it's really unique too, for like the AJ for our situation, you know, like um, wondering where like, where he's going to end up and things like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing he's ended up at Iowa or something like that. I'm just, I just hope he gets back out there. Cause I want to see the guy. I want to see the guy out there competing again. Yeah. It, it is funny because you have, you know, a situation like where AJ was basically cut, I believe from Oklahoma state. And so now this makes it easy where, you know, I believe his brothers are both committed to Iowa. So it would make sense. He would go there even too. I heard, um, you know, it's interesting. Gomez retired once because of concussions came back and then he graduated from Wisconsin, moved to Ann Arbor to train with the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. 
And now it's looking like he's going to, you know, re reopen that, go back to classes. I don't know why, but continue, <laughs> you know, competing in college and wrestle one more year. And it's a, it's a cool opportunity, you know, to, to, apart from what somebody thinks about it, it's like, man, if they think that's what's best for them. It's cool that the opportunity's there. Yeah. I mean, if people are always going to have something to say, whether, whether you do what, what they want or don't want. I mean, you're not going to please everyone. So I just feel like the outside noise really shouldn't uh, have have too much of a factor. Um, I think most of the time it's, it's people are just bored and just want something to say just to, just to get something going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be really interesting because like when you look at Michigan, they got a lot of transfers and recruits. I think they got like two guys from uh, Northwestern, um, the Stanford guy that uh, at my weight. Um, and then yeah, I think like half like, their, I think half their weight this year or half their um team is going to be yeah, potentially but transfers it, but then when you look at it though they have a bunch of transfers and i i think they're all or most of them are seniors right so then even if if they do have a decent team i mean one they're still not going to be like it's penn state and then two you guys are are building this one team and then after this year you guys aren't very good again so it's just like it's just um you got to just you got to know how to like how to see it through and like especially like Iowa, they had that one year it was during that COVID year where their team was like really, really good. And after that, they're kind of like aren't competing with us anymore. And I just think too, um, they get they get wrapped up in, in like in all this commotion, all the transfers, and then they try and build this one team for this this one year. And for us, it's it's not about winning one year; it's about winning every single time you're out there, you know. And um, and I, I just think that's where a lot of other people get confused with. Yeah, I know, like. Diagostino, um, I think Chris Cannon, Lucas Davison, all those guys from Northwestern too were were graduates. Where they graduated, and I, I could be wrong, but I think there's not a graduate program that they could stay competing. So if they wanted to use one more year, um, they could. What one other question? You know, it, it's interesting to see you kind of go against the grain. Where one of the trends we've seen over the last couple of years is guys competing on more limited and limited schedules where they're competing less and less. You have competed more and more where you competed your freshman year, um, 16 matches, then 23, then 24 last year. It's cool to see you go that direction versus the other. And it sounds like this year you're not anticipating sitting on that bench much. No, that's no, I can't. I mean, I love training and, and training is super fun, but I think competing is just like that much more fun, you know? And I just think that's why we do it. You know, well, why would we do like, it's, it's like all that we do, you know, like you're not, you're not being crowned best in the world in the practice room or, or in this, like you get crowned on that day and on that time. So I kind of look forward to those moments. Those are my holidays, you know, it's, it's November 12th is a holiday for me, like our first match and then every single match. So like, I just look forward to all that stuff. And, um, I think when guys don't compete as much, I mean, there's, there's probably, I mean, everyone's case is probably a little different and things like that. But um, I just, I just love competing and things like that. And, and again, too, in terms of growing the sport, I think it's best when you have the best guys out there competing more and more and more. And it's not just um, these one or two big events where you see everybody at, you know, and it, it brings fans in from around those areas where the events are going to be at. And I think it's just an exciting because at the end of the day, you know, like, yeah, we're athletes, but we're also entertainers, you know, and I think that's something that it's wrestling needs more of. We need more entertainers. And I think just like the sport in itself has to start thinking that way too, you know, like start doing more press conferences, start getting more media out there and start giving people a reason to tune into wrestling. You know what I mean? And it's kind of um, a sport that's not, it's relatable for the uncommon eye because, you know, it's me and you can go outside and throw a football around and, and think we're Tom Brady and like, and Randy Moss, but like people don't know, like they're not going to just grab each other and, and do a throw by or like a high crotch, you know? So that's not something that the common person can it's relate to. So we have to find ways to help get people drawn into the sport and give them a reason to tune in. I, you made a good point that I'm going to, I'm going to text you something or call you right after we do this and tell you something I'm not going to air out on the podcast, but um, I think you're spot on. And I also think it's funny because I think there are a lot of, especially the best wrestlers that it seems like a lot of the best wrestlers want to compete as often as possible. And it is funny when people start crying that somebody's ducking somebody or somebody's afraid of something. When, you know, I had car and dresser on here talking about how, you know, 
I loved how Coach Dresser handled the situation of who they were sending to the scuffle last year. So it's like, look at some of these guys are just veterans, and I want to rest them. It says nothing about who's going, who's not going. You know, people are obviously – what's that? Who all didn't go from that team to the scuffle? I think um, Carr didn't go. Um, a couple of the other, like, seniors, I think, didn't go. But people were bummed when the news came out because obviously everybody wanted to see O'Toole and Carr and neither were there, but they were also wrestling like four times that year. Or that would have been, I think, like their fourth time because they wrestle potentially NCAAs, potentially the Big 12s and the dual meet. So they're already wrestling three times. But it is funny how fans will assume that if somebody doesn't come out, that it's it's just like you said, where here you're talking about like, you know, I want to bump up to 184 to wrestle this guy so bad. And it's coaches a lot of times saying you're going to do this or you're going to do that. But fans always just assume like, oh, this guy doesn't want to see this guy or this guy's yeah. ducking this guy. It's like, well, I think the wrestling world, I think, I think they're like, I think they're trying to create like this story and, and this excitement to like make them even more in tune to like, let's go and sit down in that arena and go watch um, O'Toole and Carr, you know, and, and they're trying to create this story. Maybe all oh, he's ducking this person at the scuffle and then they wrestle. So it's even a bigger event. And yeah. I just think, I think the fans are left in the dust because they're like trying to create these stories and, and they should, you know, it's, it's something that they should look forward to. But then we have coaches and some athletes that don't kind of build into the storyline, you know, and then we kind of pull away from that. And then, so we just kind of, we kind of just, they shoot us off in the foot in the sport and, and don't make things exciting. Cause like, honestly, for me, I can't even watch a wrestling tournament. Like I'm just like, yeah, this is boring. And then, so <laughs> I, I really, I really only watch my teammates wrestle and, um, and myself. And it's just like, I don't know. I just think that we need more matchups. We need more things like that. And, um, and I, I think eventually that'll grow the sport. Um, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, you know, I, I put out a lot of content about wrestling for the general fans because I think, that, I think a lot of times there's just a lack of communication. And there's a lot of like, I love the, I've said this before in this podcast a lot where it's like, there's UFC fights that I'm not going to watch for whatever reason, but I'll watch the UFC embedded, the vlogs all week leading up yeah, to it. Yeah. It's great content. It's great substance. It doesn't care what you think about the fighters. Is that It's awesome. And it's like, I love seeing more content like that. For you, what's your plan this upcoming season? I know last year, I loved it. A little chirpy, a lot of content. What's your plan for this upcoming year? I'm sure you're going to try to balance that, you know, not putting out too much content um, and getting distracted. But also, you're smart. You know how to grow a brand. You got over 225,000 followers on Instagram. What's kind of the brand mindset going into this season? Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good point. You know, I mean, I just love learning on like just about anything. And so I know growing your brand and things like that is very important. But for me, I just, I just try and keep it real, you know, and, and the things you see on my Instagram and like, just like all the trippiness, that's just kind of who I am. And, um, and so this year too, um, with NIL growing things like that, I mean, I, I plan to make some more, um, it's content and be consistent. And like, I have a team of, I have a team of people that kind of just, it's kind of run that stuff for me and things like that. And, and keep it going consistently but i think just it's keep getting information out there just just um it's keep it's keep the fans and everyone that is interested in my life it's keep them updated on on what i'm going through and all the vaccines and things like that as much as i can i mean i can do a better job and put more energy into that stuff um and so that's something that um it'll keep growing as as time goes and as i get better with it and, and more help it's it's just something that i'll i'll keep growing with and, and keep learning because i i think that's where our society is going anymore is a lot towards social media that's where a lot of the hype is built up that's where a lot of money can be made um connections network i mean almost everything is going online anymore so i just think that's something that i'm going to keep growing with and this season i'll make sure that i'm up to date with everything and i'm i'm pumping a lot of stuff out one thing I've always recommended to athletes I work with and people on podcasts is it's like, there's a lot to be said about creating content and not consuming so much of it. Cause a lot of times where people struggle is that is they're consuming it. They're reading something. They don't like a ranking. They don't like what this guy said. And I get it. People tell me they leave all sorts of comments in this podcast. They tell me I suck. They tell me I shouldn't talk all, all, all sorts of stupid stuff that I don't care about, but you read it enough and like you think about it or you process it. For you, like, do you give any attention to any of that, or are you just more focused on on getting stuff out? 
Um, honestly, I wouldn't even say I'm focused on on either of it. You know, because yeah. I don't even focus too much on getting it out. Because if if you look at my stuff, I can I can probably do more stuff. You know, and um and things like that. But it's something that I do want to get more stuff out of of me outside of 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 my competition realm and things like that, and outside of my sport. And so, but for me, I usually just go on there and I kind of just when I am on there, I kind of put stuff that I need to put out, but I, I pretty much follow like, um, it's some good accounts, you know? So like, it's the things I do see. It's like a tip on, um, on like how to do something better or just like a new book or, or something like that, or like a mindset video pops out and, and here and there too. I mean, I'll kind of, um, I'll take some time like here and there just to engage, just to see what's going on. Cause there's some funny comments out there. You know, I know when, um, after, after, after Las Vegas and things like that, there are a lot of videos and people are talking about my knee and they're making a few jokes. Um, and I thought it was funny. I mean, I kind of take amused all that stuff. You know, I don't, I don't, I really don't take it personal. I think that's what social media is for, you know, it's, it's kind of like a game and a tool and, um, but I'm never really on social media too much. Like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Too many people don't like consuming it. So they don't create it. But the like you got two hundred twenty-five thousand plus fans that see something when you post something. That's a lot of reach. That's a lot of um, it's a lot of responsibility. And, and you're you're better off being more careful with what you put out than putting too much out because nowadays everything goes under a microscope and every word you say, every verb, every political stance, everything you say nowadays goes under a freaking microscope. It's crazy. I think that's, I think that just comes like, that just comes with the territory though. You know, and I think, and that's something that I want to do more too. Like I want to learn more. And I think our coaches um, naturally, like they're not big social media people and, and they kind of, they kind of frown upon it, honestly. And, um, and they're working with us, you know, they're, um, they're adapting with us and things like that. And so they're doing a good job at, at, at helping us um, do the thing. But um, I would like to learn more about, about the social media game and all that stuff. Cause like how you said, cause like it's sometimes I won't even think that I'm under a microscope, you know, and I'm just kind of acting like, you know, I don't even think, I don't even think twice about some, like it's something I'll just, <laughs> you know, it, so, it, it, um, it's a blessing and a curse because you're, when you do that, you're very organic and you're very authentic that there is an aspect of like, you know, taking into consideration who's reading it, what they might say, what, you know, could this get you in trouble, cost you a deal. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have some more conversations offline. I can't give away all the secrets to all the listeners, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. So it sounds like you're pumped. Any final words before uh, I let you go here and we start seeing you in action in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I just think just, um, I'm, I'm really excited just for the season and um, I want to thank you. And obviously it's bash for having me on and, and you do a really good job too. Cause even when I'm out of the loop or if worlds are coming on, I always go to your page to see the results thank and, you, man. and things like that. So, I mean, you do a really good job and I just think um, it's going to be a great year. Like you said, uh, it's Penn state is, is hosting the all-star match and the Olympic trials. And then, so it's going to be a lot of action going on this year. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, man, everybody fo- listening, go and follow Carter. I'll link up his Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. It's just at Carter Storacci, at his name. And uh, maybe we'll get you on during the season sometime, catch up with people, see how things are going, and, and keep everybody in loop with the behind the scenes. Let's do it. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Everybody listening, go subscribe. Tune in next time. See ya. And the beat goes on.